Hey, this is Dan, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like, and trust. I hope you find the information really useful, and if you need legal help, that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly or drop by lawbydan.com, and I can steer you in the right direction. Here is your podcast. In Queensland, anyone wanting to use a gun, crossbow, paintball gun, and even own certain types of knives must have a valid weapons license. It follows that the most commonly held license in Queensland is a general firearms license used by farmers and sports and target shooters. But over the years, the restrictions on gun licensing have become tighter. To find out what the current state of play is, I'm with Mac Gray, a criminal lawyer from Henay Lawyers. Mac, let's discuss at the outset, how does someone apply for a license? All right, so applying for a gun license, initially one must do a safety course. Uh, you can do that at a gun range or a gun club. Uh, you've got to do a safety course in the specific category of a firearm that you're wishing to acquire, so whether that be an A, B, C, D, H or M weapon. Uh, the standard types are an A and B, uh, and then uh, progressing after that is your centrefires and semi-automatics and handguns. And Mac, I'm assuming that there are checks and balances put in place to make sure that the person applying is in fact a fit and proper person? Yeah, that's exactly right. They'll do background checks and uh, sometimes often require applicants to uh, get their own police checks and or provide any details about anything that may appear on any sort of history or that may come up in any checks as a result of that. So what are the circumstances where a licence may not be approved? Uh, the predominant reasons are there is there's a couple of trigger points uh, that will automatically result in rejection of a license application, such as either outstanding or significant criminal histories, as well as any domestic violence uh, proceedings and outcomes in the past, as well as a number of other factors that have recently been brought in uh, that we will get to later on in the podcast. So, Mac, um, conversely, the circumstances when they will be approved. I'm assuming that being a primary producer is probably one characteristic of a, a successful application. Yeah, yeah. So primary producers are your, your sort of main main area where people uh, require weapons licences. That's for the purposes of work, obviously. Um, in order to get a primary producer licence, you obviously have to satisfy the primary producer test initially and then show that you have a valid reason or a, a necessity to have a firearm as part of your job. Uh, that often includes things such as wild pest control, uh, humane destruction of uh, pests and or animals, um, any of those sort of things. Recreational shooting, assuming target shooting, clay target shooting, that type of stuff? Yep, yep. So your recreational license is your other main category of firearms. Uh, That's your sort of your recreational hunters and your sporting shooters, so your clay targets and just going to the range and uh, shooting some targets that way as well, uh, your sort of main main areas of recreational shooting. Now, listeners will probably know that, um, you know, since that, uh, you know, mass shooting, uh, you know, by Martin Bryan in Tasmania, uh, gun licensing has become, you know, quite, quite tight over the years. But there's been significant changes uh, over those years that um, really seek to tighten things up. Yeah, that's correct. So uh, recently... Some of the main ones have been uh, a, a number of years ago, perhaps two to three years ago, there was a there was a clampdown in relation to primary producers and handgun licences, uh, where a number of handgun licences, uh, so your handgun licence comes up for renewal once a year, and primary producers were going to renew their handgun licence, and then being told by weapons licensing that they no longer had a valid reason 
uh, to have that firearms license and possess a shortened firearm, despite having held this license in some cases for numerous years, 10 to 15 years. Um, so there were a number of people who had originally been deemed fit and proper and eligible for that category of weapon uh, and then were told that they were no longer eligible as a result of changes to the requirements for possessing those firearms. What was the uh, you know the circumstance I suppose Mac that uh, changed the mind of the uh, licensing bodies in that determination of what a fit and proper person should be? Uh, there were a number of uh, going back to the handgun uh, sort of episode. There was uh, from memory someone actually did or had a unlicensed handgun, a farmer, and that prompted the clampdown in that regard in relation to. Uh, the tightening up of who can actually possess one, uh, they were really clamping down on having really clear and obvious sort of reasons for having that handgun license. And so anyone who had originally sort of just had a blanket uh, allowance or a weapons license for the use of handguns in agriculture was then having to provide things like topographical maps, uh, really detailed reasons for the possession of that um, shortened firearm and things to that sort of liking. Um, in relation to the other categories of rifles, uh, it's there was uh, recently a breach of security, for want, want of better terms, in relation to uh, firearms or weapons holder details, uh, and this has prompted a bit of an overhaul in relation to the now or the current uh, definition of what is a fit and proper person, and that's that's what's prompted the most recent change in relation to the legislation. So I'm, I'm assuming that um, there may well be a uh, an escalation of people uh, in the community, uh, in, in the rural community particularly, who now have to jump through the hoops uh, in in getting their license. Is that the case? That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's almost even could be described as a retrospective application as well. So people who were once deemed fit and proper and have had firearms licences for number number of years and any number of uh, eligible reasons, uh, be it recreational primary producer, are now retrospectively being told that despite once being a fit and proper person, they are no longer fit and proper as a result to the amendments of the weapons licensing definition of what is fit and proper. So essentially, people are being told that they no longer qualify for something or are no longer eligible to hold a licence that they may have held for 10 or 15 years previously. And it goes without saying, Mac, that, uh, you know, if you are denied uh, a licence, that the process of trying to get that licence uh, would be fairly overwhelming for most people to do. That's correct, yes. So in in certain circumstances, uh, a weapons licence holder can be issued with a, a show cause letter whereby weapons licensing will send them a letter saying you need to show cause in relation to it may be a, a criminal history or a domestic violence proceedings or even mental health. Uh, and the applicant will then need to go away, gather the necessary material and further provide that to weapons licensing in order to help their application. Now, at Hannah Lawyers, uh, you've got strong expertise uh, in this regard, helping uh, people that have been denied a licence. Uh, that's certainly correct. Uh, more than welcome to call us and we can we can help you through the process of uh, drafting that show cause letter or doing the show cause application. And then depending on the determination in relation to that, uh, you'll either 
be deemed to have shown cause and be granted a licence, or your licence application may be rejected, upon which point you then have the ability to challenge that rejection at a QCAT hearing, uh, which Hannah lawyers are experts in and have a number of uh, senior barristers within Brisbane who are also experts in that area who are happy to help. Great. Now, um, so you, you did mention QCAT, so that's a Queensland jurisdiction show. I'm assuming that this whole gun licensing matter only relates to Queensland, does it? Yes, that's that's true. Uh, we we don't particularly do New South Wales uh, gun license matters. Uh, we focus mainly on the Queensland matters, and that's where our expertise lies. Mac, thanks for joining me. No worries at all. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me on all social channels, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube with the handle Law by Dan, or simply drop by lawbydan.com. Thanks.